we get started, we just want to make a quick shout out to our friend Heron Jank who provided us with that beat um, that you just heard. She's really talented and she has other songs that's really amazing as well. So go check her out at her SoundCloud at Hair, H-A-E-R, and that's Hair, H-A-E-R. And now, back to the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Halftime Speech. My name is Krishna. And I'm Mingu. And on this episode, we have our very first guest ever by the name of Kevin Chung. Woo! Hey, guys. What's up? What's going on, Kev? What's up, guys? It's good to be here. Yeah? How y'all doing? We're good. We're good. We're excited excited for you to be here. Um, (laughs) You know, thanks for being our first guest. We know that comes probably with some pressure. Like, how how do you feel? I'm a little nervous, but I think it'll be a good time. I think so, too. Yeah, I'm excited to share my life with you guys talk with you guys we appreciate that we appreciate that this is fun this is gonna be fun Mm -hmm. but before we get started we just want to set the record straight is it kevin or is it kc we gotta let the people know it's that's that's a question i've been getting my whole life yeah it it really is yeah um i think a lot of a lot of people on the court call me casey Uh uh-huh but uh close friends call me kevin Mm -hmm. so but for the people, like <laughs> for the people. honestly, it doesn't matter. I think for some people, uh, Casey rolls off very naturally for them. So I want them to say it how it, how it's comfortable. But for others, Kevin is better. So you're all about comfort. All right. Yeah. All right. yeah. Like Which one do you like better? Boat, yeah. Oh yeah, that's important. What was that? Which one do you like better? Man, I li- I like both of them. <laughs> I like both of them. Yeah. You know what? So it's still a mystery. I've always called you Kevin, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna say Kevin. What about you? I like Casey because mm. we, when we were on the court, definitely for basketball. Right, that's right. that's our thing. <laughs> Can't go any other way. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, man, uh, pressure of being the uh, first guest. I don't think there is any. I think, uh, mm-hmm. like you said, you have a lot to offer. So let's just get into it, man. Yeah. So do you want to <clears throat> just kind of share what you've been up to or who you... No, let's not do who you are yet. Not yet, not yet. Yeah, we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> he sets the tone. Man, so... Let's see. I just graduated from UGA in December. Go so dogs. I'm a post-grad. I'm currently working at Perimeter Church mm-hmm. as a worship leader resident. Um, and yeah, I'm just working on my music, working on, yeah, just serving <laughs> the Lord. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You talked about you being a worship leader. Mm-hmm. Um, so your background, it's it's in music. Obviously, I think for the people who know you and live in this area know that you are a musician. But I think for the listeners who might not know who you are, what was your background like from music? How did you get started and everything? So it was in the eighth grade when I joined the worship team at my church. Um, just started out singing. or I thought I could. You know? um, <laughs> so, so what did that mean? Like you just played in the room in your room by yourself? or like I just friends? sang along at church. Really. That's yeah. how it started. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I, I can sing a harmony. What's a harmony? You know, <laughs> I just sang along and then yeah. I tried out for the team, uh, made it. I don't think I made it because I was good. Mm-hmm. I think I made it because they were nice to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's, honest. He's honest. Yeah. Yep. But from there, I learned how to play guitar um, just on my own and then just kept pursuing it. But it was more like a hobby yeah. rather than like a career path. When did you realize that? music something you're actually really passionate about and that you yeah. wanted to pursue in a more of a long term i think it was when i got back from korea mm-hmm. for the for the okay okay the thing yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> which we'll get into yeah we'll, we'll talk about that but when i got back i went back to school i was in the business program 
And Chris and I were actually rooming. Um, oh, and yeah. we would talk about like the ETS. Y'all know the ETS, right? For the listeners who might not know. Yeah, it's like a it's like an entrance exam to get into the business school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took mine and I got a I got a grade that wasn't bad, but it wasn't on par with like what I wanted to do. So I started questioning my whole life. <laughs> I don't know if business is for me, yeah. this is that and uh, the guy I was living with, TJ. I don't know if y'all know him or anything. <laughs> nah. Nah, yeah. Nah, no, I heard he's a little... Uh... <laughs> yeah, we, we don't talk to him. Go shout out TJ in the back. Okay. <laughs> but we, we, were, we were just talking about um, just my future and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And he really encouraged me to kind of pursue what I wanted to do rather than something that'll make money per se. Yeah, right. So I switched my major to entertainment and media studies which is more towards the arts and stuff like that, um, along with a business, a music business degree. Um, so that's that's kind of where I went towards school. And I think that leap kind of pushed me to just go after music and make my own stuff, things like that. Did you have any doubts? I mean, that must have been a oh, big yeah. change from, you know, business school to entertainment to mm-hmm. pursuing music. I mean, what what about all those thoughts you had about, yeah, you know, and not yeah. going right or what if this doesn't mm-hmm. work out? I think doubts are always going to be there. Like, even now, I don't think I'm an established artist. I don't think I have enough content to say that I'm a musician, per se. But um, doubts of just, is this going to support? Is this going to support a family in the future or anything like that? So there's a lot of worries. There's a lot of things where I'm kind of on edge about constantly. Yeah. So I feel like that's something probably like growing up must have been tough because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not an artist myself, but... Mm-hmm. If I were an artist, like especially growing up from a young age, it's, you have so many doubts, like you said. Mm-hmm. And how did you come to a point where you're, you're like, you know what? I don't really care about that. I just yeah, want to yeah. pursue like what I want to do. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's, it's one of those things where a lot of people in the community have encouraged me to do the music that I do. Um, but I think I'm having a hard time now. Like mm-hmm. what I'm kind of going through right now is it's like my first releases. Yeah. Like even with the song that I released, I loved it. I thought it was great. But I don't know if it was my style per se. Yeah. So I, I think the biggest fear is just people placing labels mm-hmm. on you. Like, oh, this is the type of artist he is or this type of music he makes. So, yeah. You know, we've known Kevin for... Well, personally, I've known Kevin for, I think, what, three years now? Mm-hmm. Around that time? It's already been three years. It's already been three years, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> What's that mean? I, what I, agree with, I agree with you, man. You know? Um, <laughs> but Kevin is someone who is very close to me and Mingu. Yeah. Um, especially over the past year, I think that we've gotten a lot closer. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know? No, I, I've, when I first met Kevin, I... I, I can't even remember when it was, but it was a, a while back. I feel like and it was it was freshman year. Freshman year, I was like asking for, you know, workout tips. <laughs> so Mingu was a lot bigger. <laughs> I think that's the wrong person. Oh, man. Uh, speaking of, follow Chris Cross Fitness. Um, Chris <laughs> did come out with the new fitness Instagram yes. page. Shout out to that. But hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do remember that, and I remember. And then the Kusa tournament next mm-hmm. year, you slept over at my house. You oh, woke no. up at 6 a.m. and I, or however early it was. I was still sleeping. 
I proceeded to wake up, and then I see Kevin doing push-ups <laughs> on the ground, and he said, bro, I've been up since, like, what, however. Honestly, our, our tournament was at, like, 12, and he was up since, like, 8 or something. <laughs> Doing push-ups, sit-ups, like he's like, I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> Ended up scoring not a single point uh, <laughs> that tournament, but it just goes to show how dedicated this oh, guy man. can be. That's like who Kevin is, though. You know, it's like when you are so focused in on something, you're like all in. Mm. Go get her. You know, appreciate that. And for those of you guys who aren't aware, um, Kevin was on a show that was produced in Korea. It's called Superstar K, which if you guys don't know what that is, it's basically essentially an American Idol, but in Korea. How did you like even end up on that show? And like, yeah, yeah. how did that happen? So I think the producers, the writers there, they have a way of kind of scouting and looking so they actually reached out to me through Kaikop. They reached out. They said, like, we saw your videos. Yeah. We want you to come audition. We're coming to Atlanta. This, this, and that. And y'all know K-pop star? <laughs> yeah, we know K-pop yeah, star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually auditioned for that, uh, I think, a year before. And mm-hmm. I didn't make it. Mm-hmm. So I was a little... I mean, I wasn't scarred. Yeah. But there was obvious, obviously some, like, oh, man, what if I get rejected? Yeah. This is that. Mm-hmm. Um, I came to Atlanta... I just went and did. I had I had maybe two songs prepared. They had me singing like six. So six, yeah, the like originals my, or like covers or what? Well, just songs. They're like, hey, you have another one, another one, another one. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> but all I had, all I had was a worship song. So I was saying that. Uh huh. I was like, man, like I probably did not make this. <laughs> you know. Um, uh, well, why? Why? Why didn't you? I mean, because you. Because they like played, or you played the guitar, like when yeah, you yeah, played the guitar. And so I mean, I'm sure you knew like songs to play, right? A couple yeah, songs, but I, I did "Love Me Like You Do" and all that one. Mm-hmm. Thinking out yeah. loud. Yeah. Can you give us a little preview? Nah. But yeah. Um, but after that, I think two, three months went by. Yeah. This was in like March, April, uh, and I was like, ah, I didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Like nobody contacted me, anything like that. But in June. They, they hit me up and they're like, hey, we want to fly you out to Korea. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, this is insane. Yeah. Like, I think that I think this was a moment that I would dream about. Oh, like, yeah. oh man, it'd be crazy mm-hmm. to go to Korea, compete. And how old were you? I was 19. So for a 19-year-old, that's like... Yeah. I, mean, I don't even I know what 19. you were thinking. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. From there, I went, I made it through the first round, and then I got dropped off the... The next round, yeah. so it was it was better than I thought I would do, <laughs> but obviously there were some disappointments and stuff right. like that. But I think I think what that trip did for me was two things. One, it showed me how much more I needed to work on my craft. Mm. So being surrounded by musicians that are like years ahead of me, as well as musicians that are a little bit more new. Yeah. So it, it's just a huge right. spectrum of artist and stuff like that so it showed me that i needed to work harder not not in a way of like i need to be good enough but just hey i want to get better at this and the second thing was it uh it opened my eyes to see that it was possible Mm. like going to korea and doing all that it was literally out of reach for me but seeing that i got here Mm. it's like man like anything's possible yeah really anything is if you like work hard and get go after it you know how much more confident were you coming back 
Um, man, I felt like a better artist when I came back. Even though I didn't get as far as I wanted to, yeah. it kind of propelled me to like meet with other people. It opened up opportunities. People were like, oh, you're on Super Psyche, like this is that. But then the bad thing was like people start to define you by that. Oh, oh yeah. it's the guy that was on <laughs> Super Psyche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I would say I got a lot more confident like, with regards to like, oh, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Say that like, you know, someone that's listening to this right now, like that's something that they wanted to pursue. Or for it, any matter, yeah, you know, not just, just music, anything yeah. that they think is out of reach, right, out of, right, yeah. you know, they see their cap and they don't see anything above yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, like something like you specifically learn in mm-hmm. your time there and you're, the moment where you were like, man, this is something that I can really take away and like, yeah, I would yeah. love to share this with someone that's in my mm-hmm. shoes kind of thing. Yeah. So I was watching MasterChef <laughs> with Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. And while I was watching it, I was like, man, what does it feel like to get thrown out of those competitions um, like where do they go next yeah and i think with superstar k it's like the same thing like people get cut there's only one winner at the end but that one winner isn't the only artist right mm. so i would say if you're if you're trying to do music or something like that like these tv shows and like they're just moments so i would say like even though even though you get dropped on the first round right. or you know the round before top 10 or whatever like mm. you just keep going mm. and keep growing and i think that's kind of what I'm learning right now. Like having a growth mindset rather than like a fixed one of like, I am who I am and I'm gonna stay this way. So from there, like, so here you are now and you mentioned also how you are a worship leader. Mm-hmm. Um, so where was that transition? So how do you go from something like that to where you are like now? Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I think that's something that I'm kind of going through right now. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like I have to pick one occupationally, but with my faith, I think it keeps me grounded really. Uh, with, with music, there's a lot of comparison, even with basketball, with, with anything you're doing, there's, there's so much comparison. I think what my faith does for me, it, it brings me back. Like, especially with just the gospel of like, hey, I don't have to strive to be a certain person or a certain way it kind of brings me back to say like hey like I have a savior that loves me and all of this is because like I can move forward from the cross rather than like earning oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like earning attention or earning recognition mm-hmm. like I don't have to do that anymore I don't know how much that makes sense but you know basically like yeah. the moments that you were talking about before with you yeah. know the show those moments don't define you right right essentially right. you already have bigger sense yeah. of worth inside mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Would you say that that's one of, um, if not the biggest motivation? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it, it gets twisted when, when you're working so hard for mm-hmm. something. Sometimes you don't know why. And I think a lot of people like work so hard to earn status, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you always grew up like, in church, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, did you always, was being a worship leader like, the end goal for you? Or was that yeah, something yeah. you were like, mm-hmm. you know, one day if I were, was to be, you know, like mm-hmm. that would be an amazing opportunity. When I was 17, yeah. like that was my dream. I was like, man, I want to lead worship for my occupation mm-hmm. for the rest of my life type yeah. of thing. I wouldn't say I made it, but I think I'm in a place where it's like I'm getting a taste of it. Mm-hmm. So the program I'm a part of, it's it's like a residency. So they give you full-time work to just kind of work on your own skills mm-hmm. as well as like seeing what it's like to work in a mega church and stuff like that. But I think what the program is really geared towards is giving you a space where you can kind of figure out what you want to do. Mm-hmm. It helps you look for your skills, 
and, and stuff like that. So I think I'm in a season where it's like, I don't, I don't know if that's really where I want to go anymore type right. of thing. How do you feel, you know, working, you know, doing a worship leader at a church? How does, how does a youth group come into play? You know, do you feel you have an obligation to help the younger generation? Mm-hmm. And do you see some of the kids struggling with the same things you did growing mm-hmm. up? And what do you tell them while they're going yeah. through this? I think, well, for me, at least, I would say my purpose in life or my calling or whatever, however you want to coin that, yeah. like, I would say it's all about the next generation, like mm-hmm. pouring into right. mm-hmm. being a stepping stone and just like lifting them up. But I feel like I'm unable to do that if I, what's the word? Like if I haven't done anything, mm-hmm. how can I expect them right. to? So I think with one hand, like I want to help young musicians and stuff like that. But at the same time, I think I need to grow too. Mm. I can't help someone if yeah. I haven't been there. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Mm. Um, I don't know how true that is, but that's just kind of what I believe right now. From that being so young and of course insecurities come, mm-hmm. you know, so like personally, what would you say is something that you really were just struggling with? I'd say the biggest thing is just not being good enough, feeling like I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, comparison. It's like you look at your music and then you look at the guy on YouTube that mm-hmm. has a million views and you start to compare yourself like, ah, I'm just not as good. I won't be as good. Yeah. Um, I don't sing like him. I can't do all the runs like he does. And just feeling like I'm lacking all the time. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. just from, you know, musician or whatever your craft. I think just every day it's always just easy to compare and say yeah. someone's doing better than you because they have more views. They mm-hmm. have more this, more that. Right. So I think that's really relatable to yeah. just everyone in every aspect. Yeah. So that's really and I was good. watching a podcast. It was like a jazz podcast. Uh. <laughs> it talked a lot about um, not worrying about the next person, oh, yeah. but just understanding where you are and just being comfortable there yeah not not comfortable in a sense of like don't do don't anything complacency or anything yeah, like that right. but just like hey this is who i am this is where i'm at oh, yeah let me just grow from here how do you get to that place though what did it take you to get to that when was that point when you just kind of realized that like where i am is where i'm supposed to be mm-hmm. what i'm doing is good enough mm-hmm. i don't have to prove it and how'd you get there i would say that i'm not there if i'm being completely honest mm-hmm. And it's a daily battle, daily I like that. reminders. I like, of like that. That's, so, that's really that's so honest. Did that's you have like really any real. specific like roadblocks? Uh, Something that always sticks out in your memory. There was a there was a time in Korea mm-hmm. actually. It was before the I think it was the third round. It was having I, I had to sing in front of like a group, and then we all had our little suitcases, um, <laughs> and so we just cute. went one. <laughs> that's so cute. Yeah, we went one at a time, and then. Basically, if, if you get cut, like you you take your bag and you go home. So wow. it was before this round. I drank like so many water bottles. I was standing there looking at the stage. I was like, man, what if I just took a taxi home right now? Like I cannot sing in front of these people. Like I was literally shaking. That's crazy. What, what was the difference then? Like you, because you're so used to singing in front of people, right? Yeah, I, I think it's different when the focus comes on you oh, with, gotcha. with worship you're you're leading others to a different focus yeah, 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 yeah. but when you sing your own music they're, yeah. they're listening like they're meticulously right. listening to your oh kind gosh. of thing and just being judged by that right you know right and music is such a vulnerable thing yeah. like you're sharing your heart sharing you know your gifts i guess mm-hmm. literally all you are in your emotions and they they judge you based on that i just went for it i just did it yeah. and i i think 
that's the best I've ever sang. Dang. And wow. I didn't make it. And I think that's another fear. Oh, like Giving right. your best yeah, yeah, yeah. and then not making it. But but I would say I'm in a place where it's like failure is is so important. And I think a lot of people say that, but I'm starting to see the reality of it. Mm-hmm. Like you really have to just put things out there. And then if it doesn't work out, you just keep going. Like if it's something you really believe. What's next? What's the next big goal? What do you have plans for the future? Anything in store? Any yeah, special I, projects or yeah. anything like that? I got a couple singles coming out soon. Ooh. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. Uh, so I've been working on a couple couple songs. Hopefully I can get them out by uh, the next few months, hopefully. Or um, this podcast. Oh, uh, maybe. You know, maybe. Possibly? You know, sneak yeah. peek kind of thing? Yeah, maybe we can get a sneak peek going. So this is something like that we like to do. Um... Mm-hmm. Pretty much with, well, you're our first guest, but this is what we're going to start doing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, which is the uh, halftime fact. Anything that... I think he just made that up. <laughs> Literally wow. about five no, seconds ago. This was planned. <laughs> this this is the big picture wow. project. I was not even aware of this. The halftime fact. The halftime fact. Um, it's a thing. It is. So, something fun about you. Something so, fun it's a fun fact. It. No, it's a halftime fact. Something halftime. I quit. A All right, fact. the halftime fact. Yeah. Halftime fact. Half-time fact. All right. My middle name's Curtis. So it's not Kevin. It's not Casey. It's Curtis. Curtis. I guess you could say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Curtis, for coming on the show today. We really appreciate you being our first guest yeah. ever. I think our listeners got a lot of good stuff, so we really appreciate that. And We'd like to thank everyone for listening in, but to leave you guys with something, Kevin has provided us with a small little snippet of his future projects, and we hope you guys really enjoy that as well. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. I'm amazed, who knew that I'd have all these feelings for you. Thank you